hey, hey, welcome to another fabulous, scintillating, amazing episode of the Wellness Coaching Conversation. This is Brian Douglas with my now cracking up co-host, Lori Legault. <laughs> hey, Lori, why are you laughing? I, I think it's just like, it's just like, I never know how you're going to say things, but they're always really good and fun and funny. And so I just now... Like my my brain automatically starts laughing, even though if it's not funny, I just laugh anyway. <laughs> I, I I you know what would have been really bad is if I timed it when you were taking a drink. You know that that would have been right. almost almost cruel. <laughs> oh gosh, I love it. When I hear a lot of other podcasts, the introduction to things always is a is a thing too. Like everybody has their own way of saying it, and it becomes this this funny focus. And so I didn't even you know. <laughs> think ours was doing that and i realize it is it yeah. is a thing <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've become a thing that 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 in and of itself is like an accomplishment we need to be proud of that right right um well i am looking forward to the topic at hand today where you have this kind of theme going right of like exploring purpose and meaning in the new year fresh starts all this stuff and you introduced a really great thing to me that we've kind of sent each other now more information about that feels pertinent and exciting to bring to the pod. I agree completely. I, I guess, should should we tell people what it is? I, maybe. Okay. Just, All right. We could just keep going around it, not actually saying. <laughs> yeah, dropping is. hints and just see how many people can figure it out or if they just stop listening. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so the, um, you know, in keeping with the theme of, of kind of discovering one's purpose, um, one of the resources that, that I, um, got recently from, I guess, an email list or something, uh, included the Okinawan concept of Ikigai. And I had heard of this before in Dan Buettner's Blue Zones work. Um, you know, some of the some of the longest lived people in the world uh, live in Okinawa. And one of the the statistically significant reasons for that involves kind of that that community connection and an uh, kind of an interwoven purpose or meaning. And so, gosh, I thought, what an interesting tool that we as coaches, one, could use for ourselves, but two, could introduce for those clients that are really maybe struggling, wrestling with some of these bigger questions of purpose or meaning or direction or anything like that. And, you know, I you sent me a video, which I think is great, but I, I love the idea of introducing this tool to folks and and allowing them to kind of empower themselves through this discovery process. Definitely. Yes. I mean, this tool, I think, would be a really excellent thing first for coaches to do on themselves so they can understand it better and see how it works and see what it brings up for them. And then it can also be a really great tool to introduce in the new year to clients and you know what insp what inspires them from that. I think that would be you know, no matter what they're working on, right? It could be anything, whether you're working on somebody with health-related things, uh, smoking cessation, uh, career moves and choices. Mm -hmm. I think this tool could be really helpful for any of those things. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it could it could be kind of in that your big picture work early on in the relationship, but it also could be at really any time um, that you're that you're in session with somebody because you just you never know what's going to come up. You and and certainly it's it's an increasingly uncertain. Certainly it's uncertain. Yeah. Okay. So certainly it's an uncertain time that we live in and. I think that uncertainty is reflected and manifested through each of us individually. And so again, this, this can help people maybe find a little more clarity and an internal sense of security and, um, and even autonomy. Absolutely. Um, I like that you said autonomy because the, the, word that also came to mind is a sense of control. There's mm, so much we yeah. feel like we can't control, but when we identify our most important values and our most important feelings around purpose and meaning, then we can maybe take a little more control over at least, you know, ourselves and the direction that we're going and have choices and realize that we have choices to make versus feeling like life is happening to us. You uh, know? Yeah, that that's really insightful. Um, and, and again, that, that aligns with, with what we do as coaches is to really, you know, help keep the ball in our client's court or, or, you know, in some cases introduce the concept to them that, Hey, the ball is really in your court, you know, and, and, and help them step out of that powerlessness and, and into, um, a sense of autonomy. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. And, and I guess for the listeners of our show, this is a visual tool. So Lori and I will do the, do our best to describe it. Um, but there are also a lot of resources online that allow you to kind of see the visual representation of what Ikigai is and, um, how how it can be used as a tool. So first of all, Ikigai is spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. And uh, as, as a native speaker of the language pointed out, it's not Ikigai. That's, that's not it. It's Ikigai. And so Ikigai, it, it, the visual representation of it, it's beautiful. It looks like a flower. And it's actually four interconnected circles and each one of those circles represents kind of an aspect of your life um one is mission um and that is what you love one is vocation and that is what the world needs one is profession which is of course what you can get paid for and one is passion and that is what you're good at. And the magic of this diagram is that once you answer those basic questions, you start looking at the intersections of both, you know, kind of pairs of circles, but then into the center and finding where all four of those circles overlap. And that is your ikigai. Did that, did that, ring true? Does that kind of resonate with you, Lori? Absolutely, it does. And the beauty of this that I think is important to note is vocation, what the world needs, is actually different than profession, 
what you can get paid for, right? Absolutely. People very often identify with what they get paid for. And Mm -hmm. so they feel like that is their only way of contributing to the world. And I think that's a really important piece of this and why it's broken down more because, you know, you don't always have the luxury of doing something that is important to the world. Um, but you obviously all have an important role in whatever work you're doing that you're getting paid for. Um, but it's nice to, con- to, to, to differentiate those and, uh, know that we know that doing for others and doing some kind of volunteer work for others is actually one of the things that makes people the happiest. And yeah. it's not what they think. Cause we live in such a consumer world of like mm. what I have and what I can buy is what makes me happy. But we know that's actually not true. That when you contribute, that is where people find the most amount of joy and happiness when they, yeah. when they do that. And so I just really love that. And I wanted to point that out that vocation and profession being separated on this is, I think, a very important piece of why this makes it different than other tools. I agree, Lori. I appreciate you pointing that out because it it actually dovetails with one of the concepts that I I saw in a video, a TED Talk that you shared with me about um, doing Ikigai as either a side hustle or a side helpful. And that really does exactly differentiate those two pieces, like you said, because a side hustle is something that you're doing to make extra money. So that falls under profession. But a side helpful is where you recognize what some aspect of the world needs and realize that something within you aligns with that need. You can deliver on that need. And while there may not be any financial um, compensation in that, there is a a sense of fulfillment, a sense of contribution that transcends just the normal kind of um, transactional nature of a job. Um, And I think that that's, those are the kind of thoughts and thought exercises that I think are really, I'm seeing it with a lot of people these days. A lot of people are asking deeper questions or they're at least thinking that there might be deeper questions out there than they've been asking, you know? And, and so this, I feel like this can be a really helpful tool for coaches across the spectrum of the profession, not just one, one category of coach. hundred percent. Yes. And we actually have from the tool that you shared some questions that you can ask in regards to finding the answers to some of these that maybe people think, okay, this is great. I have this, you know, this, like you described this flower that I need to kind of fill in to figure out what my guy is. Well, we have questions from this tool that can help you and help your clients start to get more clarity on what their guy might be if they don't know off the top of their heads, you know, if it's, if it's not super easy to fill it in right away. And and what would those questions be, Lori? Ah, I can't glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so starting off with the what you love, the question that is posed here is, if money wasn't a thing, how would you spend your time and energy? And I think that's 
really important because again, we live in such a consumer world of like, oh, if I had a lot of money, I would buy myself this really awesome car that I want. And that certainly would make me feel good, right? That's what I love. Mm -hmm. But we know that that is not something that lasts very long, right? right? Like buying the thing that you want the most only gives you a certain amount of days that are not very many days, honestly, from what yeah. the research shows. Asking more of the question is, how would I spend my time and energy and maybe even taking that one step further, I think could be what is important to me. So if mm. money wasn't a thing, how would I spend my time and energy around something that's important to me? Um, I, that's just kind of the little bit I tack on just mm -hmm. to give it even a little bit more depth. But there could be so many things listed. So basically, you ask your client to just popcorn ideas, right? Like, okay. Yeah what comes to mind and there's no there's nothing that could be too wild or crazy i think yeah. that's a good thing to state too like everything that pops into your mind just start you know so i think this could be so fun i agree and i i really um i think that's an important qualifier to to share with your client to to really say hey this is a chance to to just kind of go crazy and go wild there is there is no expectation and there is no right or wrong answer there are only possibilities and yeah. and to really challenge them again with that that um big picture outside the box thinking um because we let's face it we are in um I'll, I'll attempt to not get on my soapbox here. We are in a system that very much teaches and trains us to focus on only things that provide value back to the system, monetary yeah. value and service value. And that when we step outside that paradigm and we start asking questions that are more aligned with the self and and with um kind of the internal needs that that we have we often push them aside but we've got them i think it can it can provoke some uncomfortable but ultimately very enlightening um ideas on the part of a client and and again we know that growth comes when comfort ends and so as a coach, it's it's incumbent upon us to ask those questions that provoke that that sense of discomfort, because that is where growth happens. It's not in just, you know, getting in the rut of saying, hey, we know this is how we can do this smart goal. And we just we do it. We meet it. We we lather, rinse and repeat ad infinitum. I mean, it, it's more of really listening to our clients and when we hear or feel or sense that there's a disturbance in the force, so to speak, call it out, ask questions, because this is, this is a, this is a fertile and rich track that could literally transform someone's life if they've never thought of it before. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that was all said so beautifully, Ryan. I mean, it just, it makes me excited to find someone to do this with right away. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait. Um, but what also comes to mind is 
This is going to be a little bit of a crazy full circle, okay? So hang on tight for a minute with me. But um, <laughs> personally, a couple of years ago, I wasn't really doing this on purpose, but I was, you know, with the pandemic and the slowdown of life, um, I was able to take a step back and say, what do I love that I haven't tapped into yet? Okay. Great question. Well, I had been making jewelry and I had been a metalsmith for a couple of years and I had been spending a lot of time in a little studio with a person that I was making jewelry with and we had so much fun. All right. And, but I listened to podcast after podcast after podcast all day while I was making jewelry. That's what I did. I became, I, I became obsessed with podcasting and, um, or listening to podcasts and wasn't even listening to music hardly ever, which at first I was listening to music. And Mm -hmm. then when I just jumped on this podcast bandwagon, I was like, wow, this is so fun. I get to learn an infinite amount of things and listen to people. And I love people. So that kind of went hand in hand. And then when I started to ask myself, because I stopped making jewelry for many reasons, I won't talk about at the moment, nothing bad, just kind of stopped. Um, and started thinking about what next. And it was like, what do you love? And I'm like, well, I love listening to podcasts and I love listening to information and learning. I wonder if I could do a podcast and what would I do a podcast about and how would I go about it? I have no idea what equipment you need, how you do it. I just had no idea. And so it's interesting because I kind of decided, and I didn't have this exact tool, but I had decided I love spending my time and energy in this realm. Can I actually be more a part of it than I am now? And as you can see, the answer is yes. (laughs) You know, and one crazy thought led to another crazy thought. Somebody had an answer for me, you know, oh, well, you can take this person's class on how to do podcasts and it wasn't that, that expensive and it's not that hard and Thank goodness for YouTube and all the people who can show you how to do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. You know? So I just actually think that this exact thing that we're doing evolved from me asking myself this question. Uh, I love that. I, yeah. It, it's, um, it's so funny how things like that can happen when we step outside of either a place of having blinders on or just thinking we've got all the answers, you know, putting ourselves into a place of not knowing, a place of curiosity, even a place of challenging our own preconceived beliefs can put us on a totally different track. You know, some of the other questions um, that they talk about with this tool, I think are really interesting too, because, you know, yeah, if money weren't a thing, how would you spend your time and energy all of a sudden? Lori's podcasting. Who knew? You know, an, another one is what and who inspires you, because that really can help you kind of start determining what the world needs. Uh, another way to look at it is what's something that this group of people need or what is a way that I can help make things a little bit better for this part of the world or this group of people? I think that those are questions that can really kind of wake up your your creative imagination. Yep, absolutely. Along those lines, I was telling you before we started recording that 
of course, I know I say this every single time we talk in this podcast. So I apologize for the repeat, but I was listening to another podcast. No. And <laughs> I always say that because I listen to so <laughs> many podcasts. Um, and it was Dr. Laurie Santos, and she has a podcast called The Happiness Lab. Mm. And she was she had a series on about how we as individuals can tackle the larger issue of climate change and that it's, you know, getting pretty dire. Like we kind of all do need to start thinking about ways we can um, make an impact because it's getting bigger than it, than it was 25 years ago or 35 years ago when it was really a, a far off distant issue. And she was tackling this because it seems too big and daunting and it's hard to know what you as one person can do. And this series of podcasts about this topic broke it down smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller mm. to here are some things that you can do. And this inspired me, which is why I'm bringing this up. This inspired me to realize there are some things I can do right now today that can impact that. And um, I also want to talk to other people about what they can do because we all cumulatively need to do some things. And so that can actually be the action is that maybe you can't do something big, but maybe you can do something small and talk to others and be inspired, you know, to do some things. And so in my mind of this tool of like what the world needs and who inspires us, um, that is one thing that has come up for me is I'm inspired to start making a bigger difference and to start mm -hmm. doing more in some small ways, you know? And so that even can be a, a, a motivator and a change maker towards some, some things to where I can feel like I'm goals towards this purpose that I feel like it is yeah. my purpose to make sure that the world is left better than uh, when I got here. And so you know, these small little things give me purpose as well, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, Lori. And, and it's, it's like you, you coached yourself because again, yeah. it, it it's like, okay, I've got this big idea. What do I do with it? And then that's where we as coaches can say, aha, we have this tool and methodology called setting smart goals, you know, and it's like all of a sudden we're in our lane, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're right there. And so I feel like, this is um it all can come together and and it's it's not um it doesn't have to be something too big there there really isn't anything too big because there's almost always a way i think to distill even something very large and grandiose down into something that is manageable and doable on an individual level and so i think that that's um Again, it's it's a helpful thing for coaches to remember when working with this kind of tool is don't be don't be afraid of 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 letting the client get wild and and really shoot for the moon because there there's still going to be a path to to something practical and something that that can be incorporated in you know in day-to-day -day existence and and one thing I want to I want to add here one of the the resource that you sent me the ted talk a comment was made in it that i thought was so profound and and maybe a little counterintuitive to the 
the coaching methodology of setting goals, but I think it actually aligns. And that is a meaningful life is not a destination or a goal. It is a committed and consistent process over time. It, it literally is something that the habit itself can be the goal. Rather than setting a goal off in, in time or in distance, it can literally be just the habit itself, whatever it is that brings you joy or creates change or is an act of service, just that habit on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis itself has the value and has the worth. There doesn't need to be some some kind of separate finish line, so to speak. Yes. Um, yeah, I just think that that was really a, a cool way to to look at it. Absolutely. I love that too. I love it. Yeah. This podcast had so many, I mean, not podcast. So I used to say in that this, um, YouTube video had so many good nuggets of wisdom. Mm. Um, we'll have to make sure we I'll have to probably put it in the show notes. Oh yeah. Um, so that people can, can look at it and it's not very long. It's like 12 minutes or something. I think but, that means we're big time. If we have show notes and we put links in the show notes, we're big time. <laughs> I'm just saying we're, we're, we're big time. That's right. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, well, and along this, along these lines, some of the other questions that can also help guide our clients that are in this tool that I think are are excellent are asking them not only what their skills and strengths are, but asking them what do people ask you for help for. I mean, that is such a good wow. one because we have a hard time seeing our strengths, and don't we? Yeah. I mean, some people might very easily see their strengths and just rattle off a ton of things, but I don't know hardly anybody that, that would actually do that or that actually says, I don't know. I don't think I'm good at anything. You know, I think that's the more common response. And so we all feel like such imposters. And so asking someone, well, what do people call you and ask you for help with? You Mm. know, I mean, I would love to know that from you, Brian. Can you think of one or two things that people call and ask for your help with? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because I I have a few people that reach out to me just for for advice and and support when they're facing like times of change or uncertainty. It's kind of like, geez, I I I don't really know what to do here, or I'm not really sure which direction to go next. And so if I'm thinking about that, obviously I, I, I'm a good listener, you know, because people recognize that they can they can come to me at a time of vulnerability and express that and ask these deeper, meaningful questions. And they know that they're not going to be judged. I'm not going to make assumptions and I'm not going to just give them some really kind of surface answer that it it's there's going to be space held so that they can kind of collaborate and and figure it out you know yeah. so i think that's that's definitely um one that that i do i do recognize okay to me that also means like to kind of add to that because if people are calling you during vulnerable times they trust you. So mm. you're someone they can trust. You're somebody who doesn't just yes them to death. You clearly listen and give good support and inspire them to kind of 
decide on their own what the next move is for them and they feel comfortable and and they trust you, you know? So mm. that all is a huge, huge thing. Cause I would say that there are not a lot of people out there that people would just open up to about when they're, go, you know, about anything that they're going through like a hard time yeah. or struggling with making a decision about things like that. So it's a really good thing to have. Well, I appreciate that, that observation and that feedback, Lori, because, um, I think you put it really succinctly and in a much clearer manner than I could see it. Yeah. So thanks. Sometimes it's a hard, right? It's kind of hard yeah. to like accept some of the things that, you know, that's what our clients feel, right? When we point out stuff to them that they just said and kind of um, summarize it in a little different way, it can yeah. be uncomfortable sometimes to get yeah. that. Yeah, I it, would say that for me... Um, People ask me for help. I would say, um, well, I'm, I like adventure. And so I usually am the person that people call and say, do you want to go do this? <laughs> and I'm like, in a half a second, like, I'll say yes before I even remember what I have to do that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but I definitely am the, the person people call for adventure. Yeah. And um, I'm along for the ride and I like to have a lot of fun. And so I, I think that they kind of know that if they ask me and I can do it and I and I go, usually I'm fun, I think. Um, not always. I'm not always the fun person, but I think I a lot of times am. That's one thing. But I also think that people um, are not embarrassed to tell me when they are have like, I don't know, lofty ideas or they're trying to bounce ideas off of me because they know that I'm someone who has switched careers and I am kind of um, not afraid of change. And mm -hmm. so I think people like to talk to me about those kinds of things, you know, and usually that goes hand in hand with the adventure. So usually on the adventure mm -hmm. is when we talk about the changes that they want to make. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that you, you, connected that, Lori, because just in listening to you, I, I hear trust. I also hear encouragement and courage, because it, it, it's as if people, you, your natural effervescence and your spirit allows people to, they feel encouragement, but you also, because you have such a spirit of adventure, it helps them draw on their own courage. You know, they, they, it's like, man, Lori's got guts. Lori's got courage. Lori is always up for an adventure. And, and so it's almost like you're, you're reflecting that back to them. Um, and I think that's really powerful. And, and the, the thing that you, you said fun, but I'm going to push back and I'm going to say, no, it's bigger than that. It's joy. And I think mm -hmm. that joy is one of the least, talked about and most important aspects of living a fulfilled life and it's it's obvious and clear that you approach life with a sense of joy and you engage with life that way too and people know that hey it, 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 whether they're thinking about it or not there's going to be a sense of joy that they experience when they engage with life with you well, thank you very much. Now I'm like floating up in space. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah, I mean, um, what a cool experience actually for us both to like feel what we support yeah. and give others, you know, and along the lines of reflection as there, as you ask yourself these questions that I highly recommend things we just never think about. For sure. I think if you're, if you're a coach and you're using this tool for yourself, try it with somebody else. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just, in, in doing this here on the show with you in real time, I'm like, this is so freaking cool. I mean, it gives me chills and I, I yeah. see myself more clearly and differently because of, of you being here witnessing and reflecting and wow, what, what, a, a what an awesome unplanned role play. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, that's cool too, is, is that, um, you start to see your patterns when you talk mm -hmm. about this and patterns are important because I mean, some patterns we want to break, but let, but you know, but a lot of the patterns in our life lead us to the questions that we are asking ourselves that we don't seem to have the answers to because we're not noticing the patterns. It's like, yeah. what do people ask you for help for? I mean, that is like mm. a question that I think is just brilliant that Jeez. we never take the time to think about. And then you no. look back and you go, oh, the pattern of what people ask for me. I can't, I can't seem to say this right. <laughs> um, the people, the pattern of what people ask me for help on or whatever. Yep. Um, you realize, oh, that there is a real pattern there and there is my strengths and my skills are enmeshed in there. So I just yeah. love this so much. Um, but more along these lines are, you know, if people, and you probably hear this a little bit more, Brian, with your coaching profession right now is asking, um, as far as like, what's something that you could get paid for that maybe you're yeah. not realizing that you could get paid for. I think a lot yep. of people have this conundrum at some point in their lives. Like I'm not happy with what I'm doing, or maybe they're doing nothing and they, I need to do something different. I need to do something right now, but they don't want to just jump into a meaningless job or career, you know, asking, what do you feel especially suited to given your abilities, qualifications, experience, and personality? Mm. And just like you said too, this is something important to talk through with somebody else. If you're yeah. just thinking about it in your own mind, you may not see everything. So talking it out loud with somebody allows them to hear everything and allows you to say and, and reflect on things you have completely not thought of before and hopefully develop this, this great uh, pool of things that you can then go, okay, let's see here again. This is something that I did a couple of years ago. So I'm just going to use myself as an yeah. example here is I'm like, well, I like people a lot. I like talking to people. I love talking to strangers oddly, but I like talking. I'm very, I mean, I like talking to people, not just talking. I'm curious about other people. I'm curious about their backgrounds and their, reason for choosing different things in their life and the path, the path that their life took. And it's just fascinating to me to hear all those things. What can I do with that? You know? Yeah. And I would say I was not the best listener. I had to develop that skill as a coach. It led me to, to coaching those, those mm. things of like, what do I feel, you know, when I answered this question? And so 
how cool to discover this with somebody else. And actually I did have a client that I worked with for months and months around this exact topic. And mm. she just passed her board's exam for the career that she chose based on our coaching sessions. So uh, that was cool. That had to feel really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this uh, actually was not a medical school student. This is some, I said board exam, but this is a totally different person um, that was at a real crux because they'd been laid off and had a decent severance. So had some time to figure out what to do, you know? Yep. So. No, I, I, I love that. And, and, you know, in, 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 as we're, we're kind of approaching, I think the end of today's episode, I, I just want to acknowledge how beautifully you, uh, of a job I think you just did in starting to shine the light on the potential overlaps because that's where the ikigai process really can be so helpful it's when you can see the overlaps of hey these are the things that people have been asking me with you know for help with and this is the stuff that i'm really good at and like to do and these are things that i could get paid for and you see some connection there some overlap there that's yeah. that's when the magic really happens because you never know what you'll discover until you ask the questions first and are willing to dive deep and come up with with you know the authentic answers yep absolutely and then the coach's job is to next start to break those break down the big idea into all right what do you want to do with this information what do you want to do mm. first whether it be for fun or for a career change or whatever it is. Um, very, very cool. So yeah, I'm glad we were agreed. able to talk about this, Brian. Me and too. thanks for bringing this idea of Ikigai and tool to the forefront. Cause I mean, man, am I going to start using this? I love it. I like it Thanks. more than other tools I've seen. It's I really, really like it. It, it. it stood the test of time. It's holistic. Um, and thank you for the the TED talk because that was really, really helpful. So um yeah, I think there's a lot for people to digest from this episode, and I'm really, really glad that we did this. Mm -hmm.